Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of High School Not So Much Musical. This is part two of a two-part series with experienced college counselor, Ms. Eva Maria Gencheva. In our last part, we spoke with her about how to stand out during the college admissions process with your essays, the main need for the essays, and what they serve college admissions officers. This week, we will look at what are some of the best techniques for writing your essays and some of Ms. Gencheva's tips on cracking the college admissions essay process. This is High School Not So Much A Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride to the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jaladanki and Ayush Agarwal. So one thing I thought we talked about, which was interesting, was a personality score. Now, I don't think exactly that somebody's personality can be simplified down to just like a uh, something so nuanced, right? It, it, I don't th- really think it should be just simplified down to a number or a- any sort of like A, B, C, D grade or anything like that. But college admissions is game. You got to play the game, you know? So um, th- do you have any tips for students on how to express their personality through their essays, uh, how they can avoid like kind of the generic, oh yeah, I want to go here, the uh, like this place is beautiful. Um, the campus is really good. They have these things which I'm interested in and how they can really show um, specific reasons for why the college should take them in, how that, how, how the college will benefit from them being there and uh, how they can benefit like the overall community and uh, of that college. And uh, so if you could give some tips on that, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my first and, you know, I, I have to say I do have an ebook on personality score, which is free, and I'll be very happy to, you know, refer you to that. I have lots of material that is compiled for, you know, the benefit of high school students who are looking for help. So that's one place to always go and, you know, kind of take a look and see. And I share profiles of students as well. So you can compare, though, I'm not really a fan of comparing because speaking of everyone as an individual, but just instead of looking at statistics, which could be made up, it could be paid for, it could be just a lot, a lot of information is out there nowadays floating around and students are comparing uh, their numbers and they just kind of get obsessed in this number game versus thinking, you know, I'm an individual and I'll tell them my story. So to answer your question, Yes, I agree with you that, you know, personality should not warrant a score. It shouldn't be like as simple as, oh, you got a nine, you know, what does that nine really mean? And well, a lot goes into each and every number. So each number represents, you know, a slew of characteristics that they know of what it is that they're looking for, for that specific class that they're compiling. And that's, that's what makes the entire college, like you said, game, um, you know, for lack of a better word, it's it's all the time it's a moving target. Why? Because each class is going to be unique and only they know what kind of uniqueness are they looking to add on to that specific class they're compiling that school year. But, you know, as a whole, if you understand what the school is all about and if you have, you know, studied the school and if you obsess over what each school does and what kind of students go in there and how they come out and your specific major, then you will understand if you're a good fit or not a good fit. Uh, And I was just actually speaking with another student today and 
you know, I had to, he was really fond of one specific school and I wanted to understand how important it is for you to have your ethnic club, your cultural club, you know, your culture found in that school, because if you're going there, you're not going to find it there. There's really not so much diversity, but it's an excellent major for you. And, you know, he was very much ready to not have his ethnic cultural group surrounding him as long as his major was there because he was really more interested in that versus being comfortable being surrounded by you know the people that he's used to or the dance or the club or the culture or the food and so and they ask you this a lot of schools ask you about your culture community neighborhood family because they want to understand where you're coming from and how comfortable because they know if that is or isn't in their campus and how comfortable are you going to be if you really if that matters to you but they cannot you know it's not existent it is not that kind of you know environment it's more homogenous and more focused on you know xyz versus um you know clubs or extracurriculars so so knowing the school knowing yourself they really want to know who you are but do you really know yourself well do you really know yourself well have you asked yourself some deep questions uh have you had a chance to kind of uh, sit down and, and um, you know, journal and kind of, you know, see yourself in the highlight of your environment and understand what would make you happy and where would you want to go with this and um, what else might be needed. So, so yes, personality score should really not be a score, but for the sake of being able to, because they have to process all these applications, correct? I mean, they still have to have some sort of measure as to who fits where in which part of the file. But at the end, I, I must say that they do stand up and they do present your story to everyone. So they don't really look at a score and say, well, this is only a six. That's not what happens. This is an internal information for their own internal file, for their own know-how. And you know, they do pitch to everyone what it is that you're all about based on your essay. So, um, you know, an essay in and of itself will not get you in. So it will have to really be sort of the next thing that represents you very well. It will move the needle if you have students with the same SAT scores and the same GPA. It will definitely move the needle in your favor because that's where they will be able to kind of make a, land, uh, a line on the sand and say, well, he stays and she goes like that based on what did they see in your personality. Uh, but they're not going to be, oh, well, this is not a academically viable profile and the student failed everything and there was no effort, you know, there was just no preparation. But look at the amazing things that they have done outside of school. And that hardly ever happens because things really are related. And we as people tend to, you know, show the same qualities if we have the work ethic in one area. And we usually try to have that work ethic in other areas as well, whether we like it or not, amid all of our other interests and, and pursuits. So um, it's not so unusual, you know, to to expect that from from uh, from a student when you see, you know, his or her records and her or his essays. So I think that we've been talking for a while now about college essays. And for everybody out there, Ms. Eva is a very experienced college advisor and college admissions expert. So I have another follow-up question for you. And 
One of the things that we hear a lot from our parents and from teachers and anybody at this point in high school is that you need to be a well-rounded student and colleges are looking for a well-rounded student. And I remember that in our email, Therese Maseva, you said that well-rounded student is sort of like a really subjective term. So how does the term well-rounded student change from person to person? And what really is a well-rounded student? <laughs> yeah, so um, well-rounded, for some reason, I, I know there's this misconception and I hear because I speak to a lot of parents and I, I see the enormous effort that we parents put into making sure that our children are well-rounded because we do want them to do the sports and you know to do music and we kind of want uh, a lot in their lives uh, to go really perfectly well and we try to introduce them to everything that we probably never had as children or we hadn't we wanted to continue or whatever everyone's story might be but that's where this well-roundedness sort of came up as a myth that, hey, um, just in case, let him or her do the piano and we will push and push and push and, and they don't enjoy it, but we just don't want to miss it because, you know, the older sibling did it or the neighbor did it or, you know, the cousin is doing it. So we just don't want to fall behind, you know. So um, there's just a little bit of competition here that's adding on to the well-roundedness and that's where things kind of start to fall apart. So I have to say the harder thing to do is really even for parents. And that's why, you know, coaches kind of come in place where you look at a student and you're very from a very sort of uh, different stand. You're able to take a look and say, well, this is, these are the qualities that I really see in you prominent. And I think no piano is going to help you at this point in time. But what's going to help you is this and this and this and this. So not having to run around and do the sports and do the piano and do the, you know, do all this, just being, becoming a doer. Instead of a being, you're becoming a doing. And, you know, that's where a lot of the stress comes in, in students also, because they're having to maintain this rigorous load of academics. Plus, they're having to maintain their extracurricular activities and hope that they're well-rounded so they haven't missed to check any box and then when their application is compared to the neighbor or to the classmate or uh, to uh, whoever they also have exactly the same boxes and some so they're still somewhere above and that's not how it works because in reality even as adult there's no such thing as well-roundedness we're all humans and our personality is all very different uh, we all like different things and we excel as, at different things. So there was something about, I don't know how if Einstein said that or not, but when he, the, the saying goes that um, he made reference about if fish was forced to fly, then fish would have never you know, succeeded. So uh, the same thing goes for human beings. We just have to understand that it's important to, to kind of go back and think deeply, what is our forte? what do we really excel at what's what is the niche that i can take and develop and make progress at you know i'm certainly not a piano player but i perhaps could sing okay or i could you know do xyz thing or maybe i'm just really really good at uh organizing things and and leading and people trust me and they come to me and this is not something that i can take a class on right now and it's not like i can go and pass a test or get a medal necessarily. So there's some soft skills that I have, 
but um, unfortunately that's not given preference and it's only until students begin approaching the college admissions process that they understand that who is valued is not so much the person who's checked all the boxes but the person who found what it is that makes them happy and they can spread that happiness to the people around them because if i'm really passionate about one thing and i don't know the other 10 that let's say nitin is doing i mean what nitin is doing i can't even do half of it and i'm an adult right so um but i could have that one thing that makes me so happy and i can have 10 other students involved in in you know my project or what i'm passionate about and now this becomes a movement so from one person me my idea and my passion now can benefit people who come across and want to work with me and then we can benefit 10 more and times 10 and times 10 and so on and so forth and it you know we become international citizens of the world we spread that joy or you know product that we're making or podcast like you guys are doing right now so this is all for the benefit of everyone who is going to come across this and you know they will benefit from your efforts today so this being your passion is probably not going to check the boxes on your piano or maybe you know something else but your passion now is going to become it's it's like a, a snowball and this is what is very important to understand because ultimately even in life later on you're not going to be able to pursue everything you still have to find that one thing but you have to search you really have to search what it is that makes you happy and you know the well-roundedness might be there but in what extent to what extent right what what is well-rounded very well-rounded a little bit well-rounded i mean round is a shape <laughs> you know so you know if we think of a circle that's just um going into a whole different discussion but uh, you don't it, it does not really hurt to have edges there so you don't really need to be well-rounded but you could certainly have a passion and as long as you have found that uh you can pursue that and you can inspire others because that that is the intention of higher education uh, one of the schools was asking this question in fact i think this year also when did your intellectual pursuits begin and i have to tell you i have never seen a student who is not stumped by this question when did your intellectual pursuits begin and i have to tell you this question is so incredibly clever it is so incredibly, incredibly in, in, intelligent to have asked that question. It's still, it never ceases to um, amaze me. In fact, I think about this question several times a day because I'm obsessed with these things. <laughs> but um, this is when they are, they are doing this intentionally to make you sit down and open up a journal and sit down and ask yourself these questions when now you have to think you have to go back you have to imagine you have to recollect you have to reminisce so um it is very very important to have that understanding of i was too busy i could not begin my intellectual pursuits because i was running around trying to be well-rounded um but i know that among all the things that I did, this one activity is that brings me true joy. I can do it if I'm sad, if I, I can do it when I'm happy, if I sit down and play the piano um, before an AP test, all the stress disappears. And that's how you know, this is your love. Um, so I always urge students to um, 
to to stop and think what gives them true pleasure and to find that you know passion passion is a little bit overrated i don't really like to use the word loosely because with passion has to come also hard work but to find that joy that one activity that they feel at ease and they're going down flow not up flow they can organize events they can sit down with a group of people they can brainstorm they can lead they don't mind listening to others they extend a helping hand that's a leader right and then you have the one that loves to tinker and loves to sit down and spend you know time imagining something or does not mind working until 2am on cold pizza in a garage fixing a robot uh okay now that's a technocrat so each of you have something very very special and if you find it and if you hone that skill and that pleasure and that talent then the society will benefit and we will all be better off uh because ultimately higher education the job of higher education education in general is to really produce students who are thinkers you have to be a thinker and you have to very dearly hang, hang on to your imagination and your creativity because there's no uh, app for creativity and there's no artificial intelligence that can take that away from you everything else will be motorized everything else will be um you know robots around you and to make your life easier but your ability to imagine and your intelligence and your creativity is always fresh always coming and that we cannot replicate so we need that and you need to find out what it is that makes you tick <laughs> so we're almost at the 50 minute mark or so meaning you're probably listening to part 2 of the podcast with Naseva so i'm just going to ask like a final round us off question kind of a conclusion question and i think if you could just give some tips to high schoolers on you know some things they should try to do in high school how they can find their uh passions and interests uh what what they can do ahead of time to prepare for college admissions be ahead uh not procrastinate that's something i tend to do uh any any general tips that you have to succeed in uh it to succeed in high school get into a good college and uh get set for a good career in life yeah i do i do um So I have to say that um first of all I have to say if you're a high schooler and you're listening I am very proud of you uh even though I may not know you because uh I'm very excited and uh, I'm just very pleased to see students who are able to get up day in and day out attend classes and show up and deliver and I'm not saying deliver to maybe their satisfaction or their parents satisfaction or their teacher satisfaction that's irrelevant I'm saying they're doing it. They're getting out, they're showing up and they're delivering and that already is huge success to me. So, I'm extremely when I see students, I feel so energized because I think when they're doing it, I have to do it even more for their benefit because they're here to learn and we owe them that. So, um I have to say you're already on the right path uh if you're doing that, which I'm very proud of you if you are. What else you can do is like I said you if you're not sure what your passion is don't panic uh if you're not sure what you really good is don't panic you certainly are good at more than one thing that is for sure you just have to ask so look around and see who are your friends who are you surrounded by take a look at the five top five friends that you have 
what do they what do they do what really is the glue between the two of you or the three of you and then you will understand uh pretty much the people that you're surrounded by you know ask your parents take a look and see where you're getting praised and what do you feel good doing okay and sometimes i have students they say nothing gives me joy but just playing video games well that's awesome let's talk about that okay because you never know where how far that takes you if you just put it to work for you not just that you work for it but it, you, you put it to work for you so um there's so much information around you that gives you constant feedback about who you are and how you can improve and how you can become better the second thing is that if you find yourself unable to still gain feedback from parents and friends or you you have some doubts and you're unsure and you have various interests and it's still very confusing uh, find a coach find someone that you can ask and work someone who is honest with you who will sometimes give you feedback that you cannot listen and they sting you or you know they ask you to do something that you don't want to do sometimes uh, for your benefit like rewriting the essay 10 times uh, but you know that they have your um they're, they're a well-wisher and they have your benefit in mind. It is very important, in my opinion, especially at this time in my life, to see how getting a coach or getting someone that works with you can give you feedback that you will not be able to get from your surroundings. Just because, like I said, we all have blind spots. I have a coach uh, and uh, the minute I began working with a coach, and from before that and alongside of that, I have to say, I read variety of books on self-improvement, which I'll be very happy to share the titles with, in fact, with anyone who is interested. And these are, so self-improvement has to happen at any age. You really have to try to be the best version of yourself. Um, and having a coach or someone that you work with, someone that you trust and someone who could be honest with you without, um, you know, creating a problem in the relationship, uh, you know, because sometimes that could happen between parents, siblings, good friends, I understand. So that will be the second thing, seek, seek someone you can work with. And even for adults, I always advise, have a coach, have someone who can guide you. The progress that I have seen working with a coach would have never come to me had I not invested the time and the money to work with them, which was, you know, now looking back i think this was such a small price to pay back then it seemed like an impossible amount and i thought how would i possibly be able to do this uh but something told me that it, it just there's certain things that you have to do there's you have to have skin in the game and once you have skin in the game you really want to improve and you will improve rapidly the next thing you have to do is figure out how you can study successfully so you know figure out what it is do you can you plan well what is missing you're not succeeding maybe there's something with the grade or you're not prepared or do you have to read chapters ahead do you have to learn speed reading do you have to be better organized maybe calendars don't work for you maybe you know what is it that everyone is very different uh how do you take notes how do you plan your homework what is missing can you ask for help are you the person who does not like to ask for help uh, you know, maybe there's something else, you know, a bit of an ego involved there. Just figure out what has been on your way. Do you procrastinate? Do you check social media too often? Do you like to chat with friends? Or is there some like, you know, what is on any, any kind of relationship on the way? What's going on? Figure that out. If you're not where you want to be grade wise, 
it's cool. And so that's three. Number four, go and talk to your teachers. Have awesome relationships with your teachers. Never think that they don't like you. And if there is a suspicion that someone is out there to get you, clarify and go and say, I benefit tremendously from your lessons. I really enjoy it. I learn a lot. You know, I think what you have taught me, I think it's changing me already. I want to thank you. I do want to appreciate you. I do appreciate you. I do want to say it out uh, in person. I want to tell you that or tell them in an email, but do say it because teachers are these amazing creatures. <laughs> they will not do what they do unless they love it. And it's only very natural and important to go and appreciate it. And if you do that twice a year, uh, then you will see the relationship and you do want that because teachers are your absolute first-hand, most reliable resource. And without resources, you really cannot go far. Don't even think of Google, okay? Google is just don't even think you can google everything go to your teachers be grateful thank them profusely and watch how everything improves uh, so showing gratitude to people who are involved in your learning is going to propel you very fast there's something called gravitas okay which really means that when you express gratitude to people and when you have a determined mindset to achieve what it is that you want to achieve the collective gathers around you to propel your mission forward. It's just how the universe, the universe works. So if you're determined to succeed and if you ask for help, everyone will definitely deliver. That is how, and that's how adults are also, you know, build and teachers and schools. Uh, so use your resources wisely. And last to not take too much time now, I must say is start early. It's never too early to start. I have students as early as middle school already and they're charting out their path uh, because it takes time to go and be part of that competition, to study for the Bio-Olympiad, to you know, start a podcast, to start a nonprofit, to create a research, to find the right mentors. Uh, you know, So that all takes a long time and you wanna put a very strong portfolio uh, and you want to build it step by step because anything you put together right before it's due, obviously it's not going to be well looked out from all angles, even if you have help. So, um, so start early and do not think that, um, you know, college is too far ahead because the only reason why anyone goes to high school is because they will be going to college. Um, well, that's a bit of an assumption, but, um, you know, hoping that most people pursue um, you know, undergraduate education right after high school, you know, their, their idea, their goal will be to evolve and to, you know, make some progress in their life. Progress is the one thing that makes human beings happy. So uh, either way, planning your progress should be a constant, constant engagement. So good luck to everyone and to you too and to everyone that's listening today. Thank you so much, Ms. Kincheva. Just to sum it up for our listeners, the college admissions essay process is very important, so make sure you get an early start on it. Make sure that what you are expressing, what you will bring to the college, and why you think they are a good fit. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening, and see you next time. That's our show for today. Now roll the credits. High School Not So Much A Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal and Nitin Dolanki. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. 
If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you for listening and see you next time.